The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. I think, too, when you have a want of this picture-perfect vision when when you have that want it doesn't allow you to go through the natural seasons of turbulence whoa what do you not agree yeah i want to hear more of this i mean i and i i just think that that's where you entered our relationship is you you saw this like i hate to use the word fairy tale but it was for the most part yeah yeah, fairy tale version of when I get married, this is how it's going to be. I feel like my claps are never good. Uh, you know, I <laughs> used to think that too. I just feel like but it's I, not. If you only knew like how little of a sound I need to okay. match it, so. Because I'm like, every time I try to clap, I just feel like it doesn't have that, like, echo. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like I try for Maybe it, and then it's like, clap. eh. <laughs> the, the clap, the key to clap. You want to create, like, Because your finger touch. is here. Yeah, see? <laughs> yeah, that's good. All right. <clears throat> Rolling right along. So today's episode is about raising a dog. Yeah, and how it's very <laughs> similar to a child. <laughs> and Chicago is a baby. He's mommy's first baby. My firstborn son. There you go again, Independent Shay. What? See how you exclude me? He's, he's my baby. This. He's mommy's that. Yeah, because he's daddy's boy. He's mommy's baby. He's our boy. Our no, he's my baby. <laughs> He's your boy. <laughs> Do you want him to be your BB? <laughs> All right, what are we talking about on this one, Liv? Well, I thought it was. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? So what? I'm joking. I'm going into I, I, I. I was thinking. I think. <laughs> One of the next merch drops I'm going to do is Independent Shay. <laughs> I. Just like on the front, it's just like I, 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 I. And then on the back, it says Independent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I Well, I'm trying to think how, because there was like two different things. Yeah. But I think, which was a 
a major learning experience for us. It was, you know, something that we can probably talk about because we went through it. We learned from it. We were in it for a very long time, but it was just, you know, entering a relationship without having all your ish figured out. Yeah. And kind of like, we're going to be talking about the idea of not perfecting your stuff before you get into a relationship, but really doing your due diligence and your take care of your responsibility mm-hmm. to make sure at the very least you know what you want and what you need before you get into a relationship as opposed to figuring it out while you're already in one. Mm-hmm. All right, beautiful people. wanted to come in here really quick because I realized in editing that I totally forgot part of the outline of this episode and I wanted to talk about this particular part in the book entitled The New Rules of Marriage by Terrence Real. Uh, if you are an avid Who Can Relate listener or watcher, you would know I talk often about Terrence Real. I think he's an amazing author. Uh, he also wrote the book entitled Us, which I've recommended. I actually did a whole episode on. I think it's a brilliant book and a huge cornerstone piece into my development here the last year. Okay. Um, I want to talk about this one particular part in the book when he talks about how we marry our unfinished business, or if you're not married, it's fine, but you, you date and you're in relationships with people who are a mirror of what you really also need to work on. Uh, he talks about how who we think we marry or get into relationships with is actually someone and some people that we want to be in relationships with. But in all actuality, we end up choosing people who we may not necessarily want to come to find out, but we need to be in our life. We need to continue to push us uncomfortably to the growth process, into changing, into um, repairing instead of repeating and fixing a lot of these, these unhealthy patterns. Okay, let's start with control. Why is control so compelling? This is page 45 of the book, by the way, if you're reading along here. To understand the allure of control... We need to place it in the context of every relationship's fall from grace. We fall in love with someone we think will mend the unhealed places we carry inside, someone who at the very least will help us avoid them. And yet, devilishly enough, we all somehow wind up with a partner who is exquisitely designed to stick the burning spear right into our eyeball. There's a two-year mark that hits that if you're lucky in the honeymoon phase, Last, it only lasts up to two years, and here's why. The first two years, he talks heavily about love without knowledge. Simply put, you don't really know the person's ins and outs. You don't really know their skeletons. You don't really know the baggage that they carry, the past they come from, what they haven't healed from, etc. So you have this love, you have this infatuation for the most part with this person without any knowledge of the person. After those two years hit, thereafter comes this, and it's the reverse. The knowledge without the love. Now that you've gotten to know this person in and out, you see their character traits, you see their flaws, you see their unhealed child wounds. Yeah, uh, this is not what I signed up for based on the facts now, right? Because when the facts change, my opinion changes. So now I have this knowledge, but the love is starting to fade. Now the goal after that happens is to repair. So you have this love without knowledge, this la-la land honeymoon phase, And you have the knowledge, now the love starts to fade, but hopefully you get to the repair part and you start to repair all this and get back to the harmony. So again, we think we're just in in this blissful, beautiful situation and all of a sudden the shit hits the fan. You're like, now what? 
That's when it comes to him saying, we marry our unfinished business. So check this out. We're drawn to people whose issues fit perfectly with our own in a way that guarantees a reenactment of the old, familiar struggles in which we grew up with. Let that marinate for a second. No need to rewind. Let me say it again. We are drawn to people whose issues fit perfectly with our own in a way that guarantees a reenactment of the old, familiar struggles we grew up with. We marry our unfinished business. Furthermore, and lastly, you may think that a good relationship doesn't bring up to the surface every hurt and anger you've carried inside, but it does. <laughs> Surprise, mother <laughs> Samuel Jackson, but it does. <laughs> Moving on. A good relationship is not one in which the raw parts of ourselves are avoided. A good relationship is one in which they are handled, but a great relationship is one in which they are healed. Okay, so check this out. There is hope, though, at the end of the tunnel. By mastering the art of relationship empowerment, we use the magic of connection to heal ourselves as we learn to change ourselves, not our partners. God, I wish I'd have known that back when. Our first and deepest instinct is to do everything in our power to get our partners to behave. That's back to that control part, right? The brain has two jobs to focus on. Am I safe and am I comfortable? If you don't feel safe and comfortable, you will try to create this false sense of security, a.k.a. control. But when you try to create this false, false sense of security, a.k.a. this control, oftentimes, because it's easier to, we try to change our partner versus change ourselves. It's easy to point the blame at everyone else. Think about it. Some of the best financial advisors out here are ones that filed bankruptcy several times. <laughs> Some of the best relationship and dating coaches out here, your boy included, has so many failed relationships in the past. You learn from your mistakes, hopefully. Our understandable, naive, and utterly dysfunctional dream is that our partners will give to us whatever we most missed in our childhoods and that which we yearn for now as adults. I've said this before on the show. What you lack in childhood, you seek as an adult. The deeper our early pain, the more we are triggered the more desperate we are to control the situation. But last but not least, as he says, no one gets anyone to do anything. It doesn't mean you're not going to try. I unfortunately tried for years to get my partners to change versus me doing the change, me doing the work. I'm here to tell you that was the worst equation and recipe I could have ever come up with. It was manipulation. It was gaslighting. It was controlling, it was disrespectful, and it was wrong. I didn't realize that my subconscious was telling me this is going to be easier to do. Try to get them to change before we have to change. So if we have to change, it's going to be really hard. You don't want any part of that. But if they can change, it'll just be easy. The false sense of security would go on for years and years and years. Probably passed down from, from my parents. No disrespect to them, but probably has a lot to do with it. However... You have a choice to make the change. Stop trying to change your partner. Start now to try to change yourself. Be honest, have a vulnerable, transparent conversation with your partner and say, hey, I've realized I've made some mistakes in the past. I realized that the easy route was to try to change you and not to change me, but I'm here to let you know, please give me some time and some grace and some space to make the necessary changes. Okay. <sighs> 
That's it. <laughs> Back to the episode. The reason why that's the topic is because that was me. <laughs> I was figuring out while I was in one. I, I thought I knew, well, I knew what I wanted. I didn't know what I needed, truly, like detailed. Mm-hmm. Not really sure I knew what mm-hmm. I needed. And part of the need versus the want for me, <clears throat> the want is a kind of like a surface thing. Like mm-hmm. I want you to be clean. Um, I would love for you to cook. Um, I want you to be adventurous, spontaneous. I want you to, to want to travel. Mm-hmm. I want you to be a homebody. Sounds contradictory. <laughs> <but> <laughs> <laughs> he definitely didn't know what he wanted. Sorry. Um, but I, I didn't want like the club goer, you know, I didn't, I didn't want the, the, the night girl, the night out girl. Um, and I wanted someone who's going to be good with my family. Right. I think the need was really kind of discovered as we went along, if I'm being honest. You what? I think me discovering my need was discovering it while we were in a relationship. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I think, I think you've always had that need in, in you. Mm -hmm. And I think it was just a matter of recognizing it and then really connecting the true action of what that took from me. Because I think when you were first like feeling these, these feelings, you, you pinpoint surface stuff, clean more, cook more, you know, but it was like a deeper need that you were missing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think recognizing it for sure, and I also think, like, accepting it. Mm-hmm. I think that was a big um, a big part of it for me. Why do you think it was hard accepting it? Um, I think my pride and ego at the time was like, I don't need that. I'll figure it out. I'll do it. And in reality, um, you know, I always say that one of my favorite things about being married and just being in a long-term partnership is knowing I'm not alone and knowing you can delegate to your partner um, and also knowing you don't have to do everything alone. You don't mm-hmm. have to, you know, um, go at this where it's like, I can't trust it. No, I, I can trust you and I do have a partner. So I think it was hard for me to really trust and accept that because mm-hmm. of my past of putting that trust into a person and them letting me down. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I threw you in the same bucket as everybody else, which is not fair to you. I think too, when you have a want <coughs> of this picture perfect vision when when you have that want it doesn't allow you to go through the natural seasons of turbulence whoa what <laughs> do you not agree yeah, i, w- I want to hear more of this i mean i ju- and i i just think that that's where you entered our relationship is mm-hmm. you you saw this like i hate to use the word fairy tale but you know like it was for the most part yeah yeah, fairy tale version of when I get married, this is how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And I think because you had that picture perfect in your in your mind, any time we went through a, a a a valley of like turbulence or anything, mm-hmm. it was just like immediately not what you signed up for. And you immediately like it took you out of of what's natural in a lot of relationships mm-hmm. and made you um kind of shut down because it wasn't what you envisioned it to be but Mm. for me I came from a place where it's like I knew that that was part of a relationship I knew that all of the work that would come into play when you get into such a long-term relationship and I knew what we were you know going into so for me it was like 
this is all relevant. This is all expected. This is all necessary. Yeah. And you were just like quicker to like want to throw in the towel. Yeah. And I think I was quick to throw in the towel because I knew that that was me being in control of the situation and the situation more so was my heart and my feelings and my emotions mm -hmm. and my time. Um, as I so infamously used to say, I don't fear commitment. I fear wasting my time. Mm -hmm. Your favorite line. Um, so knowing that I could be in control of that made me feel safe. And as we learned from our marital therapist, um, kind of early on that feeling of like you being in control is actually just a false sense of security. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's a false sense of security mm -hmm. because that control doesn't bring you security in, in the long run. It brings you short-term security and short-term results, but not, not necessarily long-term. Pardon the interruption, part two. Right now, I wanted to come in and talk about what you continue to hear me talking about throughout this episode and this season, which is the consultations that I offer. Consultations with JD may or may not be for you, but if they are for you or you're thinking, can they be for me? Let's go over what entails a consultation with JD. First off, it's one-on-one -on -one between you and I, or you and I and Shay, if you'd like, or better yet, you, your partner, me, and Shay. Now, I record every single session via Zoom because of this main reason. You're not going to have to worry about what I said, what you said, what Shay said, what we came up with. You can just focus. And when I send you the recording after the session's over, you can play the recording back, listen to it, watch it as many times as you'd like to soak up all the information that we got throughout that session. Lastly, I'm going to read a couple of different reviews that I've had from my clients. I thought I'd share just again so you can get an idea of what's the session like with JD. My consultation with JD was a great experience. He allowed me to see my situation from a different point of view, which was very helpful, even more so than my therapy sessions. Sessions with JD can't be described in one word, so I'll use a few. Informative, understanding, deep, sobering, realizing, inspirational, kind, and growing. He shows up just as much as I do, if not more. It's a safe space where I can be myself. He will challenge you to help you grow at your own pace. And you wouldn't think that someone who doesn't know you at all can help you learn about yourself in just a couple sessions. JD is an incredibly skilled coach. He has such an easy way of connecting with you and making you feel seen and understood, yet he isn't afraid to challenge you and hold you accountable. We got right to it our first session, and I walked away with tactical next steps to take towards my goals. You get the sense he has really done the work for himself and is excited to share with others. I can't wait to work with him further. So again, a couple beautiful reviews from some amazing people, ones who I really admire to show up to do the work because it's not easy. But again, you don't have to do it alone. So consultations with JD, the link is in the description below. I'm here when you're ready to get to work. Back to the episode. So for me, that's that's part of that need. I, I then realized I needed to let go of that control. Mm -hmm. I needed a partner who would help me let go of that control, who could show me that I, I could let go of that control, who mm -hmm. could show me that I could trust them. And I think I always, I knew I needed it, but I didn't know how to articulate it, mm -hmm. you know, really down to the detail to help you understand like, okay, cool. And let's move this way now mm -hmm. that I understand you better. Yeah. Um, and, and all this want and need going into relationship kind of came about again, had another con consultation and was sp speaking to this girl who, um, she was explaining how it's really hard for her to find a man right now as she's looking for. 
And I said, well, you know, we're here on month, I don't know, five or six where we're working together. And I said, we got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't even know if you're ready if you were to meet him right now. So it's probably a good thing that you're not because mm-hmm. you can work on you. You can you can build you up and we can repair a lot of stuff and get you to a place where, again, not that you're going to be perfect, but you're going to be in a better place when it comes to meeting your, your person because you're going to be in the right frame of mind to know, oh, this is someone I can grow with. Mm-hmm. And it's so important. You know, I, I, I guess if, if I had to pick a regret when it comes to us, I would say I really regret not taking care of the things I should have taken care of when I was single mm-hmm. um, and learning from my past relationships. I, but, you know, I was also under the mindset of it's not me, it's, it's them mm-hmm. <laughs> when I went into this relationship. So, um, almost six years ago. <sighs> That's wild. Whoa. That's wild. I made it. I made it past all of the exes. Wow. <laughs> wow sorry everyone <laughs> i like, didn't even realize that this, I, I have five this in mo- my no head. next month well officially next this, month but we this met month, this yeah. month six years ago april 21st oh you're lucky <laughs> <laughs> uh but anyways you know going into that relation going into this relationship back then i was very much so thinking it's not me it's her so mm-hmm. once i realized and accepted that it, it was in large part a lot of me um and and knowing what I needed, I, I regret not taking care of it. Um, it just really made me think like, oh, wow. Okay. I, I really have to like figure all this stuff out because this, this is something I, I don't want to regret. I don't mm-hmm. want to lose her. And I remember feeling that way from jump in mm-hmm. Hawaii, like a couple weeks into talking to you. Um, I, I knew that right away. I think I can kind of... I guess, agree with how there's just so much context that goes into play, you know, Mm -hmm. because I think, too, if I were to now where I'm at, let's say, if I were to meet, if I was single and meet another version of you, how you were in the beginning, I don't think that I would have entertained it as much as I did. So I think it's almost like, like, you were the perfect piece to my my space at that time so I think it was just like that divine timing connection and you know Mm -hmm. I think that you know obviously that's why I'm like when I go back I'm like I don't really regret anything because I think it all worked out how it was supposed to work out for what it's supposed to be now and what our future could be and I think what what really helped us is we both had the the inner like desire Mm-hmm. And I think our inner desire really has always aligned with one another. And I think that we both wanted what we knew we could have so bad mm-hmm. that we were willing to really fight for it um, yeah. internally and like individually and together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I told you, it's really well said. Um, it makes me think right now, like I actually wish I was closer to you physically right now on this couch, <laughs> but for camera purposes, it's, it's really hard. Um, <clears throat> but I think the regret for me is, and this this will lead me to the next part of this, this episode, which I think is really important too, is I know I created a lot of scars mm-hmm. and I know I created a lot of triggers and I did some damage there early on. And I know that all of the above could have been prevented. 
could have, would have, should have. Again, we're here in hindsight. Of course, we wish we could go back and do certain things. But that's what I mean by I think that's a regret of mine because I know there were opportunities for me to work on it. And I just mm-hmm. was stuck on stupid and was like, it's not me. It's them. Mm-hmm. Um, or me. <laughs> or huh? oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's not me. It's them. It's, it's the girls. So mm-hmm. but I, I want to open that up because. That's a fear of mine for any client that I have who's single and is trying mm-hmm. to work on themselves. It's a fear of and concern of mine that, you know, they get into a relationship and and have that regret and unfortunately maybe do some damage or create some triggers and create some scars that the other partner may not be okay with. Like to your point, if I would have if we would have started now and I was on my bullshit back then, we wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. So I guess where I want to go with it is because I know that there was times in our relationship early on where we weren't really sure what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was because of what I was doing, a lot of mm-hmm. my a lot of my actions and a lot of my behavior. So I guess what are your thoughts on that first? On what's your question specifically? In terms Sorry. of like um, how were you able to still proceed <laughs> when the damage was happening, when the triggers were creating when um some of the scars are being being created i think during that time i was i think i'm naturally i'm a very very understanding and patient person and i think what really helped me is i feel like i was able to see you before you were able to see you Mm. and i knew what was there yeah um and and I knew how bad you wanted to get there, mm-hmm. you know, to that that side of you. And and I saw that you had a lot of walls and you and because of that, I felt like you were I mean, even going on vacation with you, I saw you were just always in control of everything <laughs> because you always feared wasting your time or not not getting something back, you know, or Mm -hmm. not missing out on something. So I feel like even when we went on vacation, like it was, everything was always so planned. And I'm a very, like, sometimes like, yeah, I like to plan stuff, but I also like to go with the flow, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. and I'm not afraid of the unknown. Whereas too, I feel like you always had to be so in control because you were afraid of the unknown, you know? I think I recognized all of that in you at an early stage, which allowed me to have the patience and grace that I did have for you. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, what was your question? I'm getting so distracted with Chicago. How were you able to um, proceed through all of that? Which you kind of are, are answering. It. Yeah. I think that that's my answer. Yeah. Well, I, I think you're right. I, th- I think a lot of it is um, you knew me at that time better than I knew myself. Mm-hmm. You knew where I was trying to go and I just needed better guidance. Yeah. And, um, and that's what I mean by, but they will change for a woman. And I think that that's what I mean. Like you providing that type of guidance was something that I wasn't willing to accept back Mm -hmm. when. So what I wasn't prepared for though, (laughs) is while being, patient with you and offering all that grace I didn't know that I was building up um, resentment you know and that's where if I would have been more um, 
how do I say it? If I would have been more prepared for that part of it, if I would have done more um, internal like healing for that side of it, mm-hmm. I think we would have been in a better position than the rough path that we had to go into yeah. for a little bit. But I didn't know that I was building up resentment. I didn't even know that that was possible. Yeah. I thought, you know, and maybe that was like during that time, like the the putting my my own feelings on the back burner to attend to yours mm-hmm. was really like it ended up backfiring, you know, and yeah. that's the part that I wasn't prepared for. And that's the part that I wish for me, I would have been a little bit more aware mm-hmm. and prepared of and acknowledging within myself Because I think we would have like avoided a lot of like the turbulence we had when my resentment started to surface. Yeah, that makes sense. I could see that. Yeah, because that also created some scars, Mm -hmm. you know, in and of itself. Yeah. And then hence like the whole trauma bonds. Like Mm -hmm. I, to be honest, before the whole red table talk, I had no idea what trauma, my, my version of trauma bonds were so different from what the actuality of what they are, Yeah, you know? And I think just doing that episode really like taught me so much Mm -hmm. and allowed me to recognize so much within our relationship of how we were like, you know, you had this trauma bond and then it, it bounced into a trauma bond for me. And then it, then it like, was this like never yeah. ending domino effect with mm-hmm. one another. And yeah. we were just stuck in that vicious trauma bond cycle. Okay. So if you're unaware, Shay and I were actually on red table talk, talking about this exact topic, trauma bonds. We had Jada, Gammy, Dr. Elfie, and a couple other people. We had this incredible, beautiful, very educational conversation about trauma bonds, something that we were kind of aware of but not really familiar with and that time that then that those conversations were so educational for us we've actually talked about it quite a bit here in our house since then and we even filmed a whole episode in like a recap of our red table talk experience Uh, that link is in the show notes below if you want to check that out for your convenience speaking of convenience that's it back to the episode yeah, all, all the more to just say again, like how important it is to really work on yourself prior to getting in a relationship. Take the opportunity while you're single to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And, and there's two wins out of that. One, you win because mm-hmm. you benefit from it. You get to fall in love with yourself and get to know yourself and what you need and what you want. And then the other one is when you do meet your partner, it's going to be that much more of a smooth ride once you get into that relationship mm-hmm. because you're going to already have have worked through a lot of stuff um, without yeah. them having to deal with a lot of it. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's really important because <clears throat> for anyone who's single right now and is just saying it's hard out here and it's hard to find someone, et cetera, et cetera, it's like take this opportunity to do what you can, right? You know me, control what's in your control. I think thankfully for us, we were able to work through it because what happens with a lot of couples in situations like that one person ends up wanting it more than the other and when you have that it's almost a recipe of disaster you guys have to you know I think we got to a place where there was a time where you felt like you wanted it more than I wanted it and I think the more I really allowed myself to see your perspective of it and and put myself in your shoes was when I was like like, I think you're right. I think there was a point where 
you were putting more into it than I was. And I was finding myself putting the the big problems on that back burner, thinking they'll just go away. Mm -hmm. And it was me acknowledging the fact that if this is going to work, we have to be at that middle line together, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Because there was a time in our relationship was a lot of the beginning where I felt like I kept having to like, offer you grace, offer you patience. And, you know, I was like constantly stepping over that middle mark Mm -hmm. and not feeling, and that's what helped. That's what actually built up resentment for me, you Mm -hmm. know? And then there was, so seeing you on that side and I'm like, if I don't get it together with him and, and make him feel how he wants, you know, what he's voicing that his needs are, then he's going to build up resentment for me. And we're (laughs) just never going to get out of this, like this dance, you Mm -hmm. know? And, um, so, yeah, I wanted to just be able to show up for you in the ways that, you know, are equal in, in receiving. Yeah, and you have. And it's it's um, it's also an ongoing thing. You know, I, I think uh, I personally didn't know that. <laughs> um, I think a, a big part of my naiveness to a relationship, a long-term relationship, was if there's a problem, once you fix it, it's done. And in reality, as I'm realizing, it's it could, the problem could arise again. And mm-hmm. at least now you have the tools to, to then kind of, yeah. you know, work towards that problem together. Um, but, yeah, that fairy tale idea makes me think of it um, is, is a really toxic way to think. Like, personally, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's vicious because it's not fair to the partner. Um, meaning, like, it's not fair to think they're not going to make a mistake or they're not going to continue to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. That they're human. It's not fair to think like no one else has problems. No one else is going through this. And uh, it's just an unrealistic expectation. And it's it's a kind of a dead end street. Mm-hmm. So if anyone is on that idea and tip of like <laughs> fairy tale and uh, it's it, it doesn't exist as, as you know, they've said it. But now I believe it because I, I was also very um, ignorant to think that I could be <laughs> the one person I think that could have a fairy tale. <laughs> Um, I mean, in our own way, you know, sure. I yeah. think um, everything about our story, I feel like I wouldn't change anything because it brought us to who we are. It made us who we are. Sure. We have the foundation because of what we went through. We have the trust because of not only what we went through, but then how we got out of it. Yeah. I just think that all of those pieces, those imperfect pieces mm-hmm. created the perfection in who we are today. Yeah. And I'm thankful for that. Yeah, for sure. That's well said. So I guess wrapping up the idea of working on yourself prior to relationship, really understanding what you need and what you want, what could we leave them with? I feel like Chicago was taking notes right now when you were saying it's like, oh, so that's what I need to tell Santa, baby. Yeah, play it. I think also just communicating with your partner, having these conversations where you're pouring your heart out and, you know, and not feeling because what I used to always feel with you is that I had to be perfect, you know, and I couldn't make mistakes. And when I would make a mistake, it would destroy me, you know, because I I knew what that expectation on your end was. Yeah. Um, But also when be okay with making mistakes, not only for yourself, but with your partner, because I think it's inevitable that you know, I'll probably make a mistake tomorrow (laughs) and it's going to make you feel a certain way. But I think creating that, that, that foundation of communication is really important because I know that 
now we're in a place, a safe place with each other where if I'm feeling something, you're feeling something, it can, you know, be communicated and received in the best ways. Um, maybe not initially, but <laughs> eventually yeah. or after a couple minutes or seconds. But um, yeah. Okay. I think for me, again, it's just really um, digging deep into uh, other past relationships that you've had that haven't worked out and why haven't they worked out? Um, even if, I'll throw out a hypothetical, if you were cheated on, um, not to say that there's an excuse for that, but there's some, th we all have our, our parts in the problem, you know, mm -hmm. so it's just identifying what you can take accountability for and ownership for, um, really working on that and really digging deep as to where that stems from. Mm -hmm. um, maybe you got cheated on multiple times in that relationship and you continue to stay. Why do you mm -hmm. continue to stay? Are you yeah. afraid of you know, doing this a lot, whatever it is. So dig deep and, and whether it's therapy or it's consultations with a coach or it's listening to podcasts, reading books, there's enough information out here for people to dig deep enough to know, um, to get to the root of it. And I agree with you that the communication is really important because I, I remember <coughs> basically early on with you saying like, hi, I'm Justin, I'm under construction. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like you met me at a time where I was, I like opened up Pandora's box, but I just like cracked the door open and I was like, oh shit, like I got a lot going on here and I have a lot to work with, but I don't want to lose you. How do I make this all work? Mm -hmm. And um, luckily I was able to communicate enough, be vulnerable with you enough to kind of bring you inside of my mind, inside of my heart. So you can see like what I'm struggling with and what I'm still trying to, to heal from. Um, a lot of times my delivery and tone were horrible <laughs> uh, message didn't definitely did not get uh, across but I still tried so you know it's it's to your point really communicating being open with your communication um, and then I also just lastly will say how beautiful it is to have the greatest relationship with yourself mm -hmm. uh, whether you find that in a relationship as, as I have <coughs> which I was lucky enough you were able to stick around as I was an idiot for a long time. Um, but if you're single and, and, you're, and you're working on that, like how beautiful that is. You mm -hmm. know, actually, if, if I'm being honest, I, I remember, I've never told you this. I used to um, envy you a lot for having that piece of your life figured out before you met me. Like you were so sure and so confident as to who you were, what you wanted, what you needed. And... You loved yourself, you, you, you knew what your boundaries were, you knew what would work for you, what wouldn't. And I just was like, it was a very attractive thing for me because I'm like, God, like I want that. Mm -hmm. Opposite sex and all, like I, I want that because it, you could just, you exuded it. Mm -hmm. And it was it was a, a, a beautiful energy to be around. And I, th I think I learned a lot uh, without even you knowing, I learned a lot from you mm -hmm. when, it, when it comes to that department. So again, how beautiful it is to really Fall in love with yourself before you fall in love with someone else. Yeah. Well, I just think that you're never going to truly know what you want if you don't know who you are. Yeah. So I yeah. think you can think you want something or know what you want. But if you're not really in tune and connected with your true self yeah. and really, you know, accepting of who you really are, you're never really going to know what what you really want. Yeah. Let me just throw out a bumper sticker right here. Matthew McConaughey, Green Lights book. <laughs> um, what you want and what will bring you joy 
might not be the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think I, I really, looking back, I had that constantly in my head early on with you. Because what I wanted versus what I needed, a.k.a. the joy part, we'll say, were different. Mm-hmm. And what I wanted was control, my way. Mm-hmm. I can trust this. But what I needed was the opposite. And I'm so happy I leaned more with what I needed versus what I wanted. Yeah. Because here we are. And I have the greatest wife of all time. Mm. Love you, love. Tear. I love you. What did you say? Cheers. Tear. Oh, I thought you said cheers. Tear. <laughs> um, <coughs> so for anyone still listening to this or watching this, um, hopefully this helps you. Because I, I, I honestly, <laughs> this is not like a um, conceited thing at all. But I really wish I had an episode like this. When I was single, like mm-hmm. I, it, this could have really helped me out and I uh, could have could have learned a lot and benefited a lot. So yeah, hope this helps you all. I do have to say the last thing is, you know, there was there was moments that I saw like the best version of you or just uh, like almost the unveiled, like the un what is unveiled. it unveiled. Mm-hmm. I saw the move your knee a little bit. Love. Come on, play. Come on. Papa. Up, jump, jump. I said very, very early, or actually, there was pieces of, babe, I need, I'm getting distracted. You're just like mm, pouring my heart over here. Play his eyes. (laughs) Here he is. (laughs) It's either golf or Chicago, (laughs) and then me. (laughs) Um, I do have to say there was, there was moments in our, throughout our relationship where I saw the version of you that was not guarded. And it was like the most beautiful person, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously Hawaii. Um, well, I was guarded in, in Hawaii. Not, so. But not when you got sick. Oh, well, yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. Your walls came down and I <laughs> yeah, saw that version. So I, I would couldn't. through like there was so many different moments where those walls would come down. Mm-hmm. And I would think like if <clears throat> only you always had those walls down, like I don't think you realize how like much lighter even just your presence is with those walls down and another time was you know when we got engaged it was that friday that you drank and (laughs) you were just like living your best life you were just so like there was a lightness to your presence to your energy Mm -hmm. you were just more free within yourself and i saw that like even just watching you like interact from afar Mm -hmm. i just saw this freeness and i felt like and I would tell you, there's like, a, I just feel like you're so um, curated, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Calculated, yeah. Calculated, curated, like you're just constantly thinking 10 steps ahead, um, what we're going to do, where it doesn't allow you to just like relax, relax. and be present. Yeah. And be present. Yeah, I mean, I received that. It's, um, I wish it was as easy as like, snapping my finger yeah. and, and just letting my guard down at all times. Um, I'm definitely working on it for sure. Uh, I mean, I've already, I've seen a major <clears throat> difference. Like, yeah. so I know, I know there's been some, some let go. Yeah. Um, but it's really hard. Um, it's hard for a lot of mm-hmm. reasons, but, uh, but definitely working on it and, and I'm aware of it, which is great. I accept it. Um, some of the steps and then now I just have to apply, you know, to make the, make the change. 
And I think, again, as I said earlier, I think you being the constant motivating force in my life, shout out to Leah. <laughs> but truthfully, by you being the constant motivation to understand that, look what happens when you let your guard down. Mm-hmm. I have Shay. Look what yeah. happens when you let your guard down. I built this experience with Shay. Look what happens when you let your guard down. I'm now experiencing love in a relationship unlike any other relationship I've ever <clears throat> been in, including with my mother. Mm-hmm. So um, it's these experiences that I'm building slowly but surely that are changing those neural pathways and really yeah. getting me out of that default mode, which is like calculated and 10 steps ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you know, the, the journey and the process is... Um, so interesting to me and uh as kobe once famously said like that's what it's all about it's not the destination it's the journey along the way mm-hmm. so i'm trying for sure i'll, I'll fix it way it <laughs> helps too all seriousness like chicago really helps because um just that unconditional love that he gives it just allows me to put my guard down too mm-hmm. so these two uh beings right here <laughs> are very much so a uh, catalyst for this this type of change yeah so can we talk about your shirt now my shirt sure you just couldn't like not wear a golf shirt <laughs> shout out to buena gente this is um, that's like the dopest golf shirt ever how even i have logo. a sweater yeah we're gonna wear it in an episode coming up but yeah this logo is super dope it's the grip that you grip a club all right, on to the next episode. I mean, do you want them to know we're doing them like back to back? I don't know how to end it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so well, weird. You should just end it. Well, I appreciate your change. I appreciate your constant effort, your constant dive into yourself. And I'm with all of that, it always makes me excited to the many other chapters we'll have. Mm-hmm. And it makes me less fearful of like the things we can get through. Thank you. Yeah, I, I agree. It's um, which builds more trust. Yeah, and and I mainly agree because it's just really nice to know when we are faced with life's problems, um, we have each other and we have tools now and experiences mm-hmm. to really combat yeah. it. As our original marital therapist who didn't last that long um (laughs) she told us one time which is great um it's not you versus me versus the problem Mm -hmm. it's you and me versus the problem yeah so that's like one of the best marriage advices i feel yeah for sure that was solid she went out with a bang um, for (laughs) sure didn't last long but she she left an impact she was great it was just a a language barrier that didn't allow it to move quicker it's almost like you just wanted to speed up the you know how now you could speed up stuff to like watch (laughs) things faster even that yeah 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 i feel like if we could have done that to her it would have been amazing she would have been really good on the call map yeah (laughs) you know like like a sleep (laughs) version of, of her giving advice yeah um but it's like we just you know what what she could have given us in one like session it would take like four yeah which the message was still there it was just like a slow pace right yeah Yeah. all right thanks for having me again you're gonna be on the whole season oh